Well, good morning again, Lindsley Avenue. Those of us that are here and those of us who are watching remotely, we appreciate the time that you are giving this morning to God and hopefully over the next few minutes to some messages from God's Word. I really suspect that the idea behind the message that I want to share with you this morning is probably occurring in congregations and churches all over the country. I already know of at least two where similar thoughts were being given this morning because this is the first Sunday, the first Lord's Day in 2021. And so I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. I want to give some practical thoughts that I try to look at when New Year rolls around because there's always things that I meant to do in the last year that I never quite did. And I want to recommit to looking at them over the coming year. But also, I think there are plenty of ideas about how we can change to be better people from the text. I want to look at that. The picture that you see on the screen is one that I found, and I thought that was quite appropriate, trying to kind of wash out the previous year. We know that if you've been to the beach, when the water comes in, no matter how, how carefully crafted, you know, Jean loves Leanne or something that I would have put on the, the, the sand. And by the way, Leanne is my wife. Just be clear about that. But when the water comes in, it just wipes it out, right? You have to do it again. What I did not find that I'd been hoping to look for is a tidal wave coming in that perhaps might really have just completely scrubbed 2020 from memory. 2021 is here. Let's talk about what we might be able to do with it. January is named for the Roman god Janus, the Roman god Janus who had two faces, one looking backward and the other looking forward. When you think about it, that's what we do most of the time as January comes around. The backward face was old and focused on the year that had just ended, while the forward looking face was young because the year to come was still new. We're only a couple of days into it. The Romans greeted each other with well wishes, good wishes for a good new year when this month came about. And when you think about it, these ideas have stayed with us for 2,000 years plus now. When a year ends, many of us look back over how that year went and want to make resolutions to improve the coming new year. It's time for a change to start over. Sometimes, however, shock, we don't follow through with those resolutions, those ideas for change. So how can we make sure we don't drop any resolutions, any changes that we want to make, have them fall by the wayside? What can we do so that in a few days or weeks, those are just distant memories? So here are some, don't make them at all. <laughs> that might be one way to do it. And just don't, don't make any resolutions. But let's talk about some practical ideas if you're making resolutions, whatever they may be, to not have them fall apart. So six ideas to make resolutions stick. First of all, be specific. Be specific. <clears throat> I might make a resolution that says, well, I want to be nicer, or I want to grow in the knowledge of the Bible. Well, when you think about it, that's actually not very specific. How about I won't snap at my mother? Right? You know, if your mom's looking at you right now, so do not snap at your mother. Right? That's pretty specific. 
Or I want to read my Bible at least once every day. That's something fairly specific that you can know on Monday or Tuesday whether you did it. Because by the end of the day, you can look back and think, did I snap at my mom today? No. Check, right? I, I'm still okay with that one. Did I open my Bible today? Or did I look at the Bible on the phone? Check, right? So you, it's a fairly specific one. The more specific the resolution, the more likely it is that you're going to know whether you're still holding to uh, that resolution. Be realistic. So be specific and be realistic. You might put out that I want to memorize the book of Matthew. Right? Now, a hundred years ago, whoever was standing in this uh, pulpit or speaking at this congregation, or certainly David Lipscomb before him, people apparently really had memorized a whole lot. I know of preachers that could give, you could give them a verse and they could just start quoting it. Well, I freely confess that is not me. And I suspect it's not many of us today at all. So I want to memorize Matthew or I want to pray 10 hours a day or all day, whatever it may be. Again, that's, that's not exactly as realistic as we might hope. So how about something more realistic? How about I'm going to memorize the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5. Or I'm going to pray at least once every day. Those are more specific and more realistic than some of the other options might be. Include a way to measure your success with a resolution. Have a way to know if you're making progress. One good way to do that is to tell someone what your resolution is and then talk to them periodically so they can give you feedback about how you're doing. You know, if your resolution was snapping at your mother, not snapping at your mother, telling your mom about it and asking your mom, how am I doing, is, is probably pretty good. I imagine that feedback will be given whether you ask for it or not. But tell someone what your resolution is and have them give you some feedback. Think short-term and long-term. If you've got a big goal, a big resolution, break it into smaller ones, such as maybe simply focus if memorizing the Beatitudes was something you were going to do. How about memorize one Beatitude a month? Check, check, you're in the march. Have I memorized three of them? You keep going rather than memorizing the whole book of Matthew or something like that. Be flexible. We gotta realize that life gets in the way. And so be willing to modify your resolutions or your goals depending on what life does to you. I mean, if you're in the hospital for a month in 2021, and I certainly, heaven forbid, hope that does not happen to anybody, but if you were, then your resolutions are probably going to have to be put on hold. Life can get in the way. Be flexible. And review these goals periodically. You might find that a resolution or a goal needs to be modified over time. Again, life gets in the way. So what would I suggest from this? If you're going to make some kind of a resolution, just be specific. Be specific. Keep them short and longer term. And tell somebody about them so that you at least can get some feedback. Right? The resolution that you make in your mind and never tell anyone about is going to be the easiest one to go away. Because we can just kind of pretend, oh, I didn't make any resolutions. And then nobody knows whether you were succeeding or failing. Now, I want to make a suggestion on a resolution. It's actually two, but I'm going to say one resolution for us here at Lindsley Avenue in 2021. What can Lindsley Avenue 
choose as a New Year's resolution for all of us here and for all of us at home or on the road, wherever you may be today. Here's a resolution I want to suggest that we make for 2021. Pick up in Matthew 22, starting in verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Jesus had answered a Sadducees question. They thought they had him, and he put them to the road. He put them on the defensive. He had answered their objection. like, what do we do now? Well, the Pharisees got together and thought, oh, we'll, we'll go after him now. The Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And it's a wonderful commandment because it includes so many things. If I love God with all of my heart, soul, and mind, then there are so many things I'm going to also do. I'm going to want to study so that I know more about God. I'm going to want to know what God expects of me and how I can change my life to be more of what God wants. It's a wonderful commandment because it is such an inclusive commandment of so many things. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. And Jesus' answer is exactly what the Pharisees would have given. In fact, the Pharisees would wear these little boxes that would have some passages of Scripture in their phylacteries, fancy-dancy word, that they would be wearing. And it's almost certain that this expert in the law had these very passages written and bound on their arms and on their heads. You can see that if you look at very orthodox Jewish people today. These texts that they carry around with them all the time are these very verses and a couple of others. And I thought to myself, what a wonderful set of New Year's resolutions for us at Lindsley Avenue, for me personally in 2021. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. How can we do this better in 2021? Those are not new. Uh, we've all heard those statements before. We all know we should be loving God with all that we have. We all know we're supposed to love our neighbor. How can we do it better? in 2021. Maybe that's the actual resolution. Let's all do this better in 2021. And if we all agree to do it better in 2021, that goes back to we can have checkups. How are we doing? Because we all can keep each other on track in 2021. Well, one thing that we can do, I think, to keep us on track and to do this better in 2021 is to memorize the core verses of this passage as a way to start the new year, particularly verses 37 through 39, which we just were reading. Find the favorite version of the Bible, whatever version sounds more uh, uh, easy to follow and understand the version you read from, which may or may not be the King James. Write it around, perhaps on a little index card or a piece of paper, Carry that index card with you, whether in your wallet, your pocket, your handbag, whatever it may be. 
Put it in your briefcase if you have one of those. Put it on your mirror. Put it on the door. Put it in your car. I don't care. Have it written out in places you're going to see it. Commit to not going out every morning without reading those verses. Think about it more. Think about it every day. Think about it perhaps several times a day. Read it and memorize it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Because Jesus had said that was the first and greatest commandment and the second was similar to it. I want to suggest that is a great way to start 2021 because in the same way that love God with all that you have has so many other things included in it, so does love my neighbor. If I can focus on loving God and loving my neighbor, that will have a dramatic impact on everything I do in 2021. All of my decisions, all of my attitudes, all of my actions are going to be affected, I think, by one of those two. And if I want to have a greater focus on 2021 and making it a good year, where the people behind me in my kind of walking through life, the people that I interact with, the people that I meet, the people that I care about, if I focus on those two things, it's going to be a better year. Another way I think it, that's a good way to do this better, to develop the qualities better of focusing my love on God and love on my neighbor is to continue to develop the inward character that we need. Be the right kind of person on the inside and my actions on the outside will be more of what God wants and will show more love toward a neighbor. So for that, I want us to look now at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. 2 Peter verses, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Peter here says, but also for this very reason. Well, if we pick up in verse 5, and he says, also for this very reason, we've missed it already. Because well, what reason is he talking about? We're going to look at what he says after the start of verse 5, but we have to go back just a little bit. Go back to verses 2 through 4. As Peter is starting off 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Stop right there for a moment. Everything that you and I need to have a great, wonderful life and to be a more godly person has already been given to us. We don't need some shining words in the sky. We don't need to find something dug up out of the ground over in the Middle East with some new message. Everything that you and I need to love God and love our neighbor more, which I would equate with godliness, has already been given to us. God has given us all that we need. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these we may, you may, become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That 
by the way, is the reason that Peter refers to in verse 5. When we became partakers of the divine nature, when we quit living for ourselves and became a member of God's family, when we began living for God, we left living for ourselves behind. In living for ourselves, before we become members of God's family, most of our choices day to day are not driven by love for God or love for neighbor. <clears throat> They're driven by love for ourselves. And when you're focused on loving yourself, your focus is on pleasure most of the time. What can I do to make me feel better? And that is involving lust. Lust for things, lust for people. It's not focused on loving my neighbor or loving God. But when we become members of the divine nature, when we become members of God's family, we have escaped, we have left behind the corruption of the world that's through lust. We have escaped. And for that reason, Peter says in verse 5, because we have escaped the corruption in the world through lust, he makes some further suggestions starting in verse 5. So let's take a look at that. Giving all diligence, add to your faith, which you have when you become a member of God's family, add to your faith virtue. Now notice, giving all diligence. We're going to have to work at it. This is not something that's easy. You've got to focus on it. We have to focus on adding things to our faith. When we become a member of God's family, we have escaped the corruption of the world that comes through lust, but we've got to work on some additional things. What? Add to your faith virtue. Virtue comes from a word where we get dynamite. The, the word that's translated virtue is the same root word in the original that dynamite comes from. It's power that a person puts forth. I mean, dynamite's pretty powerful, right? But it's essentially really a moral power and excellence of the soul. It's having power in yourself to make moral choices, to choose to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing, where your life leaves behind choice A, choice B, and the choice is made to live for God instead of living for ourselves. You need to add to your faith virtue, the power to make proper choices that are moral choices that a member of God's family should make. Add to your virtue knowledge. This knowledge is a general knowledge of the Christian religion. That's a big fancy kind of phrase. It really means learning more about Jesus, learning more about what Jesus did and what he wants of me. What does Jesus want of me? Well, that's what I'm suggesting as our New Year's resolution. Because everything we can decide to do is really based on loving God and loving my neighbor. I know I'm cheating because I keep coming back to it, but it's such a wonderful, central, simple thing to set up as a New Year's resolution. It's moral wisdom. It's knowledge about what to do when. Add to my faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And then what? and to knowledge self-control. This is a particularly tough thing to do, but it's one that ought to be easier if we have escaped the corruption of the world that comes through lust. 
when we become a member of God's, when we become a member of God's family, we should suddenly begin to recognize that the things I want to do and wanted to do in the past are not what God wants me to do. And if I'm living for God rather than living for myself, I need to control myself. I need to say no to myself. I need to realize that this is lustful behavior. These thoughts are not proper for someone who has escaped the corruption where I used to live all the time. And so I need to add to this faith, this knowledge of who God is, what he did through Jesus and what he has offered me as a member of his family, virtue and knowledge and self-control. The ability to say no to myself when I might really want to go do something. We have to learn to control ourselves. It's, all, it's as if when we become a member of God's family, we're no longer the wild horse that just runs all over. We have chosen to put ourselves under God's control. And the way you control a horse, right, is you put the, the bridle and the bit. That's the control that we should be exercising on ourselves as a member of God's family. And to self-control, perseverance. Perseverance. This is this idea of someone who is not swerved from our purpose despite things that might happen to us. We don't give up. Now in 2020, there were a lot of times people, I'm sure, thought about giving up. I'm never going to eat anything that I don't fix out of that pantry. And who in the world knew there were so many things in a pantry? Right? Or will things ever go, what's the phrase, back to normal? In some ways, I hope not. Because normal is often not very normal. Maybe the world will be a different, better place when we've been thinking about other people. Right? I wear a mask, not so much because it protects me. I caught COVID wearing a mask. But maybe it protects my neighbor. And so maybe since we've all had such a tough year, maybe in 2021 we'll be a kinder, gentler group of people. I at least can commit to doing my part so that the people I run into know that I care about them and that I hope things are going well. And if not, do something about it. Love God. Love my neighbor. I'm cheating. I keep going back. But it fits perfectly with this. And to perseverance, godliness. Godliness is respect and reverence toward God. Realizing God is in control. And because he is in control, since I love God, my life needs to, if you will, think of kind of an overlay. Here's me and here's what God wants me to be. With this kind of overlay, I'm really not living the way God wants me to. This is better, right? The overlay fits a little better this way, but what it really ought to be is as overlaid as possible. When I have respect and reverence toward God and I know that God is in control, then my life needs to conform to what God wants of me. That's what we're talking about with godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. The word there actually is the word where you get Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's called the city of brotherly love. The city of brotherly love. Well, we should love each other. 
And what an easy thing that is to think about when you're thinking about loving your neighbor because your brothers and sisters are going to be your neighbors. Everyone is our neighbor. And so loving our neighbors is brotherly love. And then you have to brotherly kindness, love. And that's the word agape, the selfless love, the loving you because you are a child of God, you are a creation of God, and I want the best for you, making the choice to love somebody. All here in 1 Peter. So look at it again in total. But for this very reason, what reason? That we have escaped the corruption of the world that comes through lust because we are members of God's family, giving all diligence, work at it, add to your faith virtue, the power to make moral choices, the knowledge to make moral choices, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. For if these things are yours and abound, if I work at this, if I grow in my faith and add these things to it, I will not be either barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will show my love and care for others and the fruit will come from that. It will grow the family of God. But if you lack these things, the one that lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed. Remember we read earlier the reason we need to add all these things for this very reason is because we have been cleansed, we have been set free from the corruption of the world that comes through lust. Somebody forgets and they go back to the way they used to live. The idea here of blindness is the sun's out right now. If I had to go outside and I just stare at it for 30 seconds, First of all, it's a pretty stupid thing to do. My eyes are already kind of blinking right now from doing it for just a couple of seconds. You're going to blind yourself. And if you blind yourself, you can't see what's right in front of you. This person who has not developed these qualities is making themselves blind. And they have forgotten that God washed them clean when they became a member of his family. And they have gone back to the way they used to be. Let's not be forgetful in 2021. Let's remember to love God and love our neighbor. Now, the back of the handout, which is all these other things here. I'm going to do one more of this, and I'll cut it a little short today. Love God and love your neighbor go together. Why? Well, look at 1 John 4.20. If anyone says, I love God but hates his brother, he's a liar. You cannot love God and hate your brother. You cannot love God and hate your neighbor. You can't do it. How do you show that you love God? Is it by making all these proclamations of, I love God? No, it's by showing your love for your brother and sister, showing your love for your neighbor. You cannot do one without doing the other. You can't do it. They go together. I do not love God if I don't love my brother, sister, neighbor, no matter what I may say. Now the rest of the handout over here gives you a lot of specifics. It's on the back column of the, of the handout on the right side. 
is from Romans 12. Romans 12 has some paragraphs that I like to just summarize as behave like a Christian. Behave like a child of God ought to. Right? And you look at some of these things here. Let love be without hypocrisy. Love your brother and sister, but mean it. And so on. Lots of things in there that are on the next slides, but look, as an assignment left to the reader, that's what somebody used to say a long time ago, for homework, pull this out, please, this afternoon, sometime this week, and look at some of the easy ways that I can make changes to myself so that I show my love to God and my neighbor where people see it in my changed life. And the scripture that was on the screen as we started came from Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, behold, I make all things new. One day soon, there will be, if you will, a grand, a final New Year's resolution. It may not be on January 1st, but there's going to be a resolution where God himself says, Behold, Everything is new. Well, everything becoming new also applies to you and me. Peter was talking to group of, a group of people who had become a member of God's family. Well, we all need to become new by leaving our past behind. Every one of us is a sinner. The difference is, is that some of us may be sinners and yet members of God's family where forgiveness can be found. Some of us may not yet be members of God's family. And if that is true for anyone here or watching at home, that needs to change. Let God, let Jesus make you a new creation. And the way that happens is by understanding that God loves us even while we were sinners and that while we were sinners he sent his son to die to forgive our sins believing that we need to change our lives from living for ourselves to living for God and we need to repent need to confess our love for God, confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and then be buried in water of baptism so that we can be raised to walk in newness of life. If you're a member of God's family and you have forgotten that we have been cleansed from our past sins, we have been forgotten that we have escaped the corruption of the world through lust, this is also your opportunity. If you're here, if you're at home, reach out to us. People will make time to help as part of loving God and loving our neighbor. Will you let God make you a new creation today? If so, if there's any way we can help, please come as together we stand with the same.